The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Slack and yak. Well, I wanted it to do it after hours, but we call it the Slack and Jack. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. The Tennessee whiskey uh, yeah. was not available for lunch. No. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, cropping, and flopping. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. <laughs> and I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we tour the tech headlines, and I have a hopefully helpful hint about uh, other languages Netflix can speak that you may really? not have known about. Really? Actually, I know a little bit about this because I set up my uh, in-laws with Spanglish. I see. Actually, Spanish. I'm sorry. I see. So, so Spanglish have, should be in there, though. It should. They, they should yeah. have. They should have Bronx in there as a and, and Hoosier. You know. Yeah. They you know, should have Klingon. Yeah. That yeah, would be awesome. Maybe it's in the, the R&D. Uh, oh, that would so, Netflix, wouldn't that be awesome, though? Like watching Netflix? Oh, yeah. Especially, you know, like some like real sensitive show. Yeah. Like, oh, a, a, love, a love story. Yeah. And, you know, oh, that would be so great. Yeah. Make so, it happen, Netflix. Here's hoping. Yes. But let's uh, roll into some news. Oh, news. Uh, yes, news. Here. Um, Alphabet, Google's parent company, has a new venture called Chronicle, not to be confused with the newspaper in San Francisco. Really? It's designed to help companies find and stop cyber attacks before they cause harm. Sounds good. Sounds like a good idea. Uh, Chronicle comes out of Alphabet's so-called Moonshot Factory. Uh, I guess Moonshine? Project pro- uh, Moonshot. Moonshot. Yeah, okay. the Moonshine Factory is down in Tennessee. Ah, there you go. Uh, the Moonshot Factory, I guess Project X or X as they, they would call it. Yes. Yeah, winkingly. And this new Chronicle tool is going to have two parts. So the first being a cybersecurity intelligence and analytics platform to help companies better understand their own security-related data and maybe why people would want to steal it. Okay. And the second part is VirusTotal, a malware intelligence service that Google bought in uh, 2012, which is going to just kind of throw in there too. So hmm. so maybe this will help some it's of the outbreaks. Add. It's a value add. Yeah, here's your little bonus you perk. Go. Now, Google and by extension Alphabet has had a reputation for forward thinking since the company was formed in the mid-1990s, and uh, it's still kind of living up to that reputation, most people think, but some people don't think. Yeah, they don't have that that motto anymore, Yeah, right? yeah, they don't be evil. Yeah, don't some people evil. maybe feel Google's lost a little of its zing or something. Really? And uh, so does Steve Yege, an employee of 13 years who wrote a very long post on the Medium side. I think it was like a 20-minute read as opposed to the usual five-minute reads. Wow. Very long post on the Medium site saying that he's leaving the company due to four contributing factors. And he cites these factors as fear of risk, office politics, arrogance, and too much focus on the competition, which kind of sounds like basic business stuff to me, but maybe that's his point that Google is becoming just another business. I think that's exactly the point. Yes. uh, And he also writes, though, on there, said, the main reason I left Google is that they can no longer innovate. Oh. So, and then he goes on in his 19 minutes of reading to... Describe why. Now, you know, we bitter employee screeds are nothing yeah, new. Yeah. But if you want a glimpse of the Google life, if you've always wondered what it was like there, um, we'll have a link to it. So, um, you Read know, you, even if someone's ranting, it, you kind of, yeah. you learn. You, you know, carve out 20 minutes and, you know, yeah. rant, rant along with him. Yeah, or, or just see, see what it's like. Because I think people hear Google and I think, oh, they have free food in their refrigerators and, and scooters in their hallway. But there's not a lot of like this is the brass tacks of how they make right. stuff. Um, and even if he's he's saying that they don't do that as much anymore, I always find it kind of interesting just to see how other companies work. Yeah, well, you know, it's a mature company now. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, once you kind of hit that 20-ish year mark. You yeah, know, it's, like, it's like a human. Yeah. Wait a minute. Companies are people too. That's after true. After all, it is. Oh man, 
I'm freaking out here. Yeah, and Soylent Green is people too. But oh, yeah, that's true. Yes. Yummy. Uh, Yummy. Yes. Delicious. Now, as expected, Samsung will officially announce its Galaxy S9 uh, phone at Mobile World Congress on February 25th. We kind of saw that one coming last week. Are you interested in the Galaxy S9? I know uh, yes, you've had I am, Galaxies actually. in the past. I actually, I am very interested in the Galaxy. I'm still threatening to get an Android phone again, but I haven't decided. I was going to get the Google, and then I didn't because they weren't shipping it. And then I said, forget about it. I might as yeah. well wait. Then I was going to get the the one that exploded, the Splody Samsung. Yeah, and you thought, no, no like, pants no, on fire there. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And then I got lazy. Yeah, now is the inclusion of the 3.5 millimeter audio jack still a deal breaker for it you on these new phones? So if they come out with their fancy USB-C or yeah. lightning, it's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I am de-dongling my life. Yes. That's, that's, that's my thing. I'm going to de-dongle. Yes, you know, it's a sort of the, the Marie Kondo simplify exactly. your gear bag. Or would it be undongle? Am I de-dongling or undongling? Hmm. You know, we may have to ask a lexiconographer about I that. I think we should. Just to get the proper uh, prefix there. Of course. Also rolling into stores very soon, Apple's HomePod. Yes, uh, we mentioned HomePod. Uh, a couple weeks ago that it was sort of maybe actually going to appear this year. Right. And they've announced that, yes, it's on sale this week, and I believe it's rolling into stores uh, mid-early February. Really? 45 million songs at your disposal. Uh, yeah, okay, Siri yeah, right exactly. there. on your That's my record. Collection, right? There. Yeah. So, what do I, what do I so despite the long wait and and having the iTunes Music Store fueling this and all of that, still, still no go for you. Oh, definitely not. No way. Uh, uh-uh. uh. You know what I'm getting tired of with these speakers, though, is that they're a single speaker. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're not getting true stereo out of it. Yeah. It's starting to annoy me. Really? So you'd like five one Alexa around the house? Yeah, no, no, no. I'll I'll settle with just stereo. Yeah, like something that I can separate. Give it a little depth. Give it a little width. A little, you know, like that's what I would like. Having to jam it in the corner and pretend that the walls are my, you know, I, you know, I'm getting tired of that stuff. Now, do they do any of that soundbar stuff where they kind of try to make it sound like it's stereo? Yeah, but you know, it always sounds like garbage. It Mm -hmm. really doesn't. I mean, yes, some companies do it better than others. Odyssey, back in the day, Odyssey, you know, they do that EQing on on high-end systems and stuff. They used to do speakers for your iPod and stuff. They nailed it. Their sound quality was great. But Alexa, ooh, yeah, really, not so much. I can't imagine the HomePod. Yeah, it's well, to me it just seems like Apple is so late to this game. And we talked about this on the show. Yeah, Yeah, and it's just even seeing the ads like, oh, look, it's available, and here's the beautifully silhouetted photos that make it look like a really sexy product. Right. It's like, you know, I'm just not feeling this one. And the the combination of lateness and price and the fact that it's two generations behind what the other folks are doing. uh, I can't wait till they tear it down. You know the the websites that tear it down? Oh, yeah, yeah. iFixit will probably take one apart right away. Absolutely. And they'll find out that it's held together with glue like the uh, earbuds. A wolf or two wires and some glue. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it says Tandy on it. I don't understand why. (laughs) What does that mean? What does that mean? (laughs) Yeah, I think there was even – there may have even been a X-ray cross-section of it on one of the ads that I saw for it too where they show you the internals. Oh, yeah? Uh, Well, just in X-ray silhouette. I I may be misremembering, but, you know, maybe they just want to show you there wasn't all glue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're trying to to step up their game. All right. So that's a next day on the HomePod for Elk Kaiser. Oh, yes. 
Now, have you ever shared what you thought was the perfect photo on Twitter and found that when you saw it in your feed, only the boring part of the picture yeah, appeared in the feed preview? Yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah, and you're like, why did I bother? Because yeah, it's like a neck. Yeah. <laughs> like, Nobody's going to click on yes. that. Gonna... Yeah, so so we both had this problem. Yes. Uh, and it must have been an issue uh, because Twitter has just announced a change in the way it automatically crops tweeted images. Really? The previous approach uh, apparently used face detection to try and grab the good part of the picture, but that wasn't so much good with photos with no faces. Right. And so they're thinking, well, maybe we should do this differently. And so now they're using machine learning uh, to crop the salient parts of the photo uh, to make it more interesting in your feed so people will click to see more. They have a whole blog post, uh, which we will link to, about how they find salient parts of the image and how all this happens and how it happens very quickly. It analyzes your picture, boom crop, and and hopefully things will look better uh, once well, this. They could have hired out. me. Yeah. How just, hard could that be to do it on a billion pictures? You just have a really big screen. Yeah, and really big screen. Wall of monitors like the 146 uh, inch oh, yeah, one uh, the, from the Super Shack size. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah it's like nope, nope, yeah, crop, 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 crop. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Uh, yeah. uh, I think machine learning is good for this one. Yeah, yeah. The, the robots can do that. Yeah, um, the robots can do that. Yes, yeah. uh, and Twitter is also reportedly working on a new camera-centered app uh, that's designed to make it faster and easier to share video on the platform. I guess this is apparently not the existing Periscope service that they have. Right, it's right. something different. Um, and Twitter is not commenting on it yet, but I believe this is a Bloomberg story, and Bloomberg's got some great reporters who find out things from tech companies long before tech companies are ready to talk about them. So Sometimes even before they know it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's so so uh, some, some new stuff coming from Twitter there. Now, uh, getting back to the escalating fight over the Federal Communication Commission's December repeal of the net neutrality rules, yeah. which we seem to talk about every week, but yeah. it is such an important topic. It's a big story. As we mentioned last week, more than 20 states' attorneys general have filed lawsuits over uh, the repeal in the past few weeks, but more state legislators are weighing in, or even executives. Uh, here in the great state of New York, Governor Andrew Cuomo has ordered that any internet service providers who want state government contracts must follow net neutrality guidelines. There you go. And as we know uh, from living here, New York is a very big place, and the governor's office said there are at least a dozen internet service providers, including Spectrum, Verizon, Sprint, and AT&T, who all have contracts with the state. Yes, so so that could, that could be a lot from there. Uh, there is no comment yet from the U.S. Telecom Association, which I guess is the ISP trade organization. Yeah, uh, there's always a trade organization. Yeah, they, they've got to have yeah. a, a group behind them. Yeah. Montana Governor Steve Bullock uh, issued a similar order last week. They're out there in the big sky states. So yeah. the the states are maybe stepping up here. And uh, I'm messing at least. around. It's a big deal. Yeah, and I guess if if you want the state uh, – and I have not really parsed this down. I'm assuming that if they want the state contracts, they have to follow the net neutrality rules for everybody, just not the people affi- affiliated with state contracts. Very true. You know, Burger King actually weighed in on this. Oh, yeah. They, they did a, a – uh, it was kind of like a – massive subtweet. Uh, and it was pretty effective. Yeah. Pretty effective. Track it down, folks. Uh, yeah, you we'll, know, we'll link to blow. it on the yeah, show page. We'll link yeah, because yeah, yeah, we effective. don't want to spoil it for people, but, exactly. but check it out. Now I want a Whopper. Oh, yeah. Whopper with cheese. I really like Whoppers. Yeah. I, mean, I got to admit, I hate to, you know, I mean, I realize the fast food addiction and all that stuff, but Come on, man. Yeah. Well, something about the – it was the ketchup mayo thing. Like they didn't yeah. even bother when we make the special no, sauce. Man, there was no ketchup and mayo on the burger. Ketchup and mayo. The flame grilling and, you know, after a while, the onion rings are kind of a nice change if yeah. you're used to fries all yeah. the time. Yeah. You know, hey, Burger King, advertise with us. Yeah. Come on. 
Yeah, we re- just gave you a freebie. We're giving freebies every week. You got to get a was it last week. Now, yeah. Last week was D. Yeah, well, yeah, right? we were shilling for Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I think we're just basically fast food. Yeah, we people, are. Come on, know. this is our generation. That's true. Yeah, you know, if we you, grew up on this stuff. If you were not driving around the back roads with a car full of fast food wrappers on the passenger seat, See, you, know, because, you weren't living. You know, we're old enough to remember when it was actually a treat. Oh yeah. Like you know, when your dad would bring home like Kentucky fried chicken, and there the wasn't yeah, there wasn't a Kentucky fried chicken on every corner. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal. It was gourmet. It was. And the little bucket parfaits. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh man. I, I, I just, I'm just the calories are piling <laughs> yeah, on. We, we just gotta stop. This. We just gotta stop. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, well let's move on because we still got some yes, more net neutrality uh, things yes, to do. whinge about here. Some big telecom companies have started to run ads, I believe Comcast and AT&T, uh, claiming support for net neutrality mm-hmm. and, and how they're behind sensible consumer protections. But? But the sassy tech psych Gizmodo is not having it. No. Oh, no, sir. They nope. are not. Nope, nope. In a post titled, AT&T is full of bad word uh, with its full page net neutrality ads. Poop. Uh, the, the S yeah. version of that. Yes, yes. Um, yes, uh, it's a, it's a word we can't say on a family podcast, right. but they have uh, put it right there in their headline. Um, Clean tag. they're basically saying that AT&T is full of horse hockey, uh, with all of these, you know, ads because they've been running some ads and I guess their CEO has been out putting little quotes around, uh, full page major newspapers. Um, but Gizmodo writer Rhett Jones is uh, saying, well, you know, this is kind of disingenuous public claims from the AT&T CEO, Randall Stevenson. He cites, for an example, Stevenson saying, we don't block websites, we don't censor online content, we don't throttle, discriminate, or degrade network performance based on content, period. But as uh, Rhett Jones of Gizmodo points out, that promise is just saying that it hasn't changed under right. policies exactly. and uh, um, previous protections, and who knows what they'll do uh, in the future. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. folks. You it's know, it's all about the verb tense here. Yeah. Corporate speak. Yes, uh, and Gizmodo also points out that AT&T uh, floats the notion that it's companies like Google that actually really need to be regulated, and Google's been a lot of the ones who we know very pro-net neutrality. Right. Oh, wait, wait a minute. AT&T is throwing shade at Yeah, at Google, Google? And, and companies and, and Netflix and those who, who want to have the open internet oh, for fear of guys. their traffic getting throttled or right. having to pay more to, to get the same amount of Would pipe. Would be wrong to call them Weasley? That's kind of Weasley. I think Weasley Weasley Weasley. is probably one of the nicer uh, words you could use here. Um, So, uh, again, a very interesting post that we will link to on there. But it does sort of, for all of the the big glossy promo stuff that's coming out from the corporate side, which spent many, many years fighting the net neutrality rules. (laughs) And people remember that they were fighting it, you know, and they wanted to to have the ability to make lanes and tiers and all that. This is the stuff that gets me. It's been like, especially on the political side, but now it's like everywhere, like, Folks, people actually remember, and we can read, mm-hmm. you know, so if you tell a fib or if you stretch the truth, um, we can find out. Yeah. Well, I guess now the sticking point is, you know, doesn't matter anymore. It's Saturday well, that's Night Live the, thing. the other it's, weekend. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. So but we got to keep fighting the fight. We're uh, going to have to do a whole episode where we just lie our pants off. Yeah. We just make stuff up. That could be fun. It doesn't matter. It could be creative. 
Um, and one last uh, note on the net neutrality. Oh, just, we're still whinging? Just whinging. pile it on. Yes, we're, we're still whinging. I like that. Sam Licardo, the San Jose mayor, has quit the FCC advisory committee that focuses on broadband deployment after accusing the group of favoring the wishes of ISPs over consumers. Yeah. In his resignation letter, Licardo wrote, It has become abundantly clear that despite the good intentions of several participants, the industry-heavy makeup of the committee will simply relegate the body to being a vehicle for advancing the interests of the telecommunications industry over those of the public, end quote. So not just clear, abundantly clear. Abundantly clear. There you go. Yeah. So so people are – which he kind of wish he would have maybe stayed and fought for, but yeah, if he's in a stream role, maybe he's just like, no, it'll all make more of an impact if I quit. Yeah. So a little worrisome since San Francisco is the tech center of the – Of the, the universe. Yes. Um, Pretty much. And now uh, over there on the website Federal Computer World, which I didn't know was a thing, but apparently well, it's sort of like the Newsweek for government IT types. Uh, Federal Computer World? Federal Computer World, FCW for short. Wow. They report that the Government Accountability Office is investigating the bot plot to drive up the anti-net neutrality comments on the FCC's mm, website mm-hmm. during the public discussion period before yep. last year's vote. New York State Attorney General Eric T. Schneiderman. It was Tiberius. Among, yeah, Tiberius. I think it's actually – Tad or Thrad, because uh, I looked yeah. it up after you know last what? week's show. It's it must always, be a family it's name. Tiberius. Yeah, okay. He yeah. is Tiberius. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he uh, was among those threatening uh, legal action over those allegations that the bots were just piling right. up the, the pro, yeah, get rid of the rules sentiments there. The GAO agreed to take up the request of 11 Democrats in the House of Representatives who wanted an investigation on the, um, I guess there was more than 23 million comments that flooded the FCC's electronic docketing system during that period. According to FCW, the Democratic lawmakers, including ranking members of the Energy, Commerce, and Oversight and Government Reform Committees, specifically asked GAO uh, to investigate the extent and pervasiveness of fraud and misuses of American identities during the rulemaking process. Oh, snap. It's just a lot of this, you know, fake identities. A lot of fake stuff going on. A lot of fake stuff going on. Yeah, I'm beginning to think that if you want to have something, you just stay offline because you will – the bots and the the trolls and all that will just – Battlestar Galactica way. Yank your network cable. Yes, indeed. Yes. So now we talked about Apple a little bit ago with the yeah. HomePod that neither yes. one of us is going to buy. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, their momentum with uh, its iBooks eBooks business. Remember that got a little hamstrung mm-hmm. a few years ago after that price fixing lawsuit that Amazon kind of go to the government and tell hey, yeah. Apple look at what they're doing. They you know, collude with That'll all That'll slow people. things down a little bit. But insiders are saying that Apple is getting ready to have another go at Amazon's dominance in the category. Really now? According to reports, Apple has hired a former Amazon executive to help in the visually revamping of its iBooks product. Mm. And the iBook store is also getting a makeover. Really? Yeah. And I think they've got a fairly – little uh, war paint? Basically. Yeah, a little war paint. Maybe, you know, let's, let's get back in this business. Yeah. I think a lot of people are talking about uh, iOS 11.3, which I think is in uh, the public beta now, but having a lot of things. And I think they're going to fix that power management problem that has all those lawsuits. So they're going to give you controls over actually how you can handle your iPhone's battery. That would be nice. So I don't know if this iBook stuff is going to come out around then, but hmm. it seems like, you know, the big spring dot release. Yeah, uh, the spring fling. Yeah. So so we'll see. I, I do – Kind of like iBooks. Um, I do too. Actually, you know they. Uh, uh, so so we'll see what they They're do. They're convenient. And also in Apple news, uh, that aforementioned upcoming iOS eleven point three will include advanced mobile location technology, which automatically sends your location to emergency services in countries that support the solution, which is mostly in Europe. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, I think we've talked about nine eleven problems before, yeah. and we've seen the TV reports where the GPS on the phone really doesn't place you accurately, and so emergency services can't find you if you're calling from a mobile. Right. Maybe once this gets rolling over there, it'll be 
not too long. Uh, and I guess the reason that Apple hasn't really allowed this advanced mobile location stuff to be included in 911 calls or emergency calls is a privacy, privacy concern. Issues, yeah, because yeah, people could see where you are. So. Yes. So, but may- maybe uh, th- this will help save a few lives. And finally. And finally. On the topic of privacy. Yes. January 28th is Data Privacy Day, where uh, concerned individuals who want to celebrate international data privacy create awareness about the importance of respecting that safeguarding data and enabling trust. I didn't know this was a holiday. I think I it's one of those corporate observances. Either. Yeah, end of January. Is I guess it a gift-giving thing? I, you know, I, should we give the gift gifts? of privacy? Yeah, um, the gift I think of it's privacy. I think it's one of those ones. I won't bother like, you that day. Yes, that's, there that's you go. Exactly I will let it. you enjoy your you privacy. See. I think it's one of those ones like National Backup Day or National Computer Backup Awareness Day, yes. Month where it's not really so much your hallmark holiday or have right. a big party, but you, you sit quietly and you think about how this yes. impacts your life. I you, think it's one of those. You ruminate a little bit. Yes, you yes. ruminate, you yeah. germinate, you yes. do all of that. So uh, in honor of this year's observance, Microsoft announced that it was giving its Windows Insider beta users an early preview of the upcoming Windows Diagnostic Data Viewer uh, that's going to be in the next release of the operating system. As described on a Microsoft blog post, uh, they say, Our commitment is to be fully transparent on the diagnostic data collected from your Windows devices, how it's used, and how to provide you with increased control over that data. In addition, the Microsoft Privacy Dashboard will enable you to see and manage more data associated with your Microsoft account, end quote. So, You're still subtweeting Apple, huh? Yeah, I think they're saying, yeah, yeah. you know, they, Microsoft has gotten feisty in its, yes, they in its uh, late well, middle age you know, here. It, you know, they're the underdog now. Yeah. So it's, it's a crazy world that, you know, that Microsoft is the underdog, but yeah. there you have it. And I've often wondered, you know, when you think, you know, send your diagnostic data to Adobe or Microsoft or Apple, it's like, right. well, what is diagnostic data? You I know? never do. Have you, do, do you do that? Uh, I did for a while. I just, never did. You know, for early software, maybe it helps with mm-hmm. with bug and I crash reports. You, you were never, always. Uh, always. It just, I for the same exact reason you just mentioned, mm-hmm. where's this information going? Yeah. Who's looking at it? Yeah. And why? No, no, yeah. I don't do it. Plus, you kind of like you know, you got an R and D department, you got a yeah, QA department. Exactly. Figure it out. Don't you guys use your own software? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so I'm, anyway, I'm still whinging, aren't I? Yeah, uh, a little bit, but yeah. well, you know, righteously so. Righteous whinging. And uh, if you'd like to know more about any of the things we talked about in the news section today, you can find them at where? Oh, poptechjam.com. Yes, that website you made. Yes. Up next, let's talk Netflix. have a Netflix streaming account, don't you? I do. It gets a lot of use at my house. Yes, uh, I have one as well. And a, a bit of late breaking news. I was going to do a hopefully helpful hint on Netflix anyway. Right. But I don't know if you got that email they sent out this week about the cost of your Netflix membership is going to increase on February 26th. To what? I think if you had the what used to be the seven ninety nine plan that went up a little bit, it's yeah. now ten ninety nine. Uh, no, I had the I had the premium all you can yeah. eat buffet. Yeah, so so you may want to check your your spam filter or check your Netflix account online just to see if if you are in the tier that is getting uh, cranked up a little bit. You know what my my method is? Whenever something like that happens, I try to find another service that I'm using and try to da- you know like hey, I downgrade. don't use it that much downgrade and yeah. save a little bucks. You know, so you know it all evens out. Yeah. Do you have one on the bubble? If Netflix yes, is I going do. Up, Actually, uh, I do. Yeah. St- I still have a Usenet account that, yeah. uh, you know, maybe I should uh, just uh, take a look at. Yeah. yeah. If you're not using it, you yeah, know, exactly. reallocate that money to uh, prodigious Netflix use. 
But uh, anyway, so just a little public service note there for Netflix users. Yeah. Now, um, if you have Netflix streaming only, and I know you have done this already, but I hadn't, the foreign language support in Netflix is actually pretty good for a lot of shows, particularly their own content. Yes. But you can go to uh, part of the website, netflix.com slash subtitles, punch in the language you would like to hear either dubbed audio or subtitles on the screen in, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Netflix will show you all of the content that it owns where it's got stuff in that language, which I thought was a really great thing if you've got relatives who maybe are not so much with the English right. or you're trying to learn your language yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah, say, yeah. I, I want to learn German or I want to learn French. If it's a show that I know and I know what's going to happen, if I can just hear the dialogue in this other language, maybe it'll help me get used to how the language sounds, how it's used, colloquialisms, all of that. So there's a lot of good that you can do with uh, foreign language uh, audio soundtracks and movies. So Netflix supports tons. I think they have about 18. Not every single program right. uh, is available in every single language, and so you kind of have to look. And that's why they have this uh, subtitles page where you mm -hmm. can go and search by language. But they've got a lot. You're your basic French, German, Spanish, Hindi, lots of languages there. And Puss in uh, Boots in German is kind of weird. Really? Yeah, it's a little weird. It's kind of like this it's sort not, of it, it, German is wasn't really created as a funny language. You know what it's, I mean? It's a it's very a, and some of the words can be very so. So yes. does it get like puss in boots because it kind of feel like sprockets? Or <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Just yeah, a, just a little bit. Yeah, just no. Ha bit. Having had some German classes before, it's yes. it's a very precise. Yes. I mean, the words may be eighteen syllables, yes. and every little single thing that you add on is a specific. But uh, there's a word for everything in German. That's there the is there. That's the beauty of it. And the other thing is, I still to this day, since I was a kid, I've believed this. There is only one Mexican actor who does all the voices uh, for the uh, dubbed movies. Uh -huh. I firmly believe this. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I still think that's the case. So and I've been doing watching the these. I've been watching these dubbed movies. And these dub shows since I was a kid. So yeah. Now, have you heard him on the Netflix? Uh, yeah, soundtrack? it's the same guy. It's the same. It sounds exactly like the same guy. And wow. I'm an audio professional. Wow. I think this guy's got to be like a hundred years old. Wow, Mr. Spanish dub voice is just everywhere. Yeah, the dude does everything from Star Wars to Fred Flintstone. Wow, he must be very good at it. <laughs> would, uh... Seriously, he must be. All right, so so you can catch him on the Spanish uh, soundtrack. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Uh, but if you're wondering, well, how do I get to all that? You know, I've seen the list of what yeah. I can see. How do I actually get it on my Netflix? Yes. Most people tend to watch it either on set-top boxes or mobile devices. Right. On most of the mobile apps, your Android, your iOS, or whatever – Basically, what you do is you call up the show that you know is available in this language and you start playing it. Yep. And then if you look up in the corner, there's that little word balloon icon up there. Yep. You tap that, a screen unfolds, and it shows you all the languages or subtitle languages you can choose. And you just tap the one you want, and then you hear the soundtrack switch to whatever you picked. So and there's a surprising amount of them are in, like, surround sound. So if you're yeah. listening at home and you, you want to get that whole vibe, if you want to – you know, watch the flash in French and 5-1 stereo, you can do it. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. It and uh, if they don't have a vocal dub, then a lot of times they will have the on-screen subtitles yes, that you can subtitles. read. So so that's the other option. So uh, you, you can just sort of pick the language you want and use it how you want to learn. For set-top boxes, those are going to vary based on the right. product. A lot of times it's just basically, you know, m maneuvering the remote onto like the detail screen or whatever and clicking that. Uh, right. You can uh, check the Netflix guide for your particular device if you got like a Roku or a Apple TV or whatever you have. Yeah, and I think Xbox can do it too. Yep. But but it's kind of fun. And then if you want to just change your preferred default language, like I only want to see stuff in Spanish or French yeah. from the get-go. We did that with my uh, 
in-laws too. Yeah, it's, it's very handy to have. Uh, and, and you can also sort of change the look of the subtitles on screen if, if you're uh, doing the read-along. You can do all that in your Netflix account settings where you just basically log in. If you go through the app and it says account settings, it's going to take you the web anyway, so you might as well just go to Netflix.com. Right log into your account, click your profile, picture t- pick account, and then you have language preferences in there that you can choose. Uh, and maybe you just want to like see Netflix in German exactly. for a while. Why not? Yeah, but it's very handy to have. Uh, and um, I think a lot of uh, streaming services probably have this to some degree. Netflix was just the one that I happened to be playing around yeah, with. Yeah, Amazon Prime has it too, yeah. Yeah, and and it's a nice uh, thing to have. Uh, sure. And for me, it's like, well, I, I wonder, because I actually tried to, I was going to Paris and I wanted to at least get used to what actual spoken French sounded mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. So uh, got Smokey and the Bandit and turned Smokey on the, and the Bandit English French. English subtitles with the French oh, audio soundtrack. Yeah. That is not the movie that you really want to <laughs> use to, to try to. But Star Wars in German. Yeah, I, I tell you. That, Come on. Well, especially with all that Darth Empire Vader? Nazi stuff, oh, too. Yeah. It's, it's really got to have some extra yes. punch. Oh, so, yeah, um, absolutely. So anyway, that's been the hopefully helpful hint of the week. Nice. Uh, Netflix nice. uh, in international languages, and uh, I'll have a link to a article on how to get to all those settings in your Netflix uh, account. Yeah, and then uh, I guess that's the end of the show, right? Oh yeah, it is. Wow, that was fast. It felt like uh, it just flew right by. Oh, we haven't got into the developer conferences in that chunky yeah, part of the year, yeah, where, that's true. That's you know. Maybe we can talk about uh, iFixit's uh, destruction of the HomePod in a couple of weeks here, too. So. <laughs> I hope so. so there well, will be some high points coming. Before we get there, we should thank the bros, though. Yes, thank you, bros. Thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they'll build it. Yes, and thank you, listeners, everyone out thank there. Thank you very much, yes. Uh, we always enjoy hearing from you, and uh, thank you again for downloading and streaming us Absolutely. however you find us. And until next week, when we're back with more, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. Yes, you are, and I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Let's go find some really bizarre languages to use on Netflix. No, double up with cheese. Oh, okay. Burger King first. Yes. I like food. Food is good. I like food. Food is good. Juicy burger, juicy fries. Too late, I'm probably stuck. Teenage girl with type of two. Got my way or all they do. I like food. Food is good. I like food. Food is good. Girls and I'm back and eating. I like food. Food is good. I like food. Food is good.